It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, Punk Rock Collaboration with Sarah Thomas. Good morning, good afternoon. Um, you're probably not commuting unless you have one of those like weird like year-round school years or something. But uh, I am Mike, principal extraordinaire, officially, finally on summer break, kind of. I work year-round, but there's no students and staff, so that's kind of nice. Um, out of Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, an assistant principal from Mesa, Arizona. And we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast where we like to talk about passion, unity, DIY, taking that punk rock ethos and sprinkling it into what we do every day. And folks, you are here with us for a special guest interview. It's good times. Yeah. We're excited. Very, very Mike, excited. Can you, can you, uh, can you, you know, introduce our guests to the audience? Yeah, uh, I'm very excited. Like this is something that we've been trying to plan for a while and uh, we finally have made it happen. Um, she's just, I mean, Everyone probably already knows her, but the fact that like she's done so many amazing things to help educate and shift and inspire other other educators out there. Um, I, technically, she's my boss in a sense, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I want to welcome Sarah Thomas to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So long time listener, first time guest. So thank you, <laughs> Mike and Joshua. Yeah, so great. Thanks for being here. Sarah, we're stoked. We're stoked you're here. To, to kickstart us off, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what your role is in education and what you do beyond, you know, the school zone? Yeah, totally. So hello, everyone. Uh, very nice to uh, connect with your listeners. So my name is Sarah Thomas, and I am a regional tech coordinator in a large district in Maryland. I'm about to start year 18 in education, so it's crazy. Um, <laughs> so I've taught every grade from first to 12th, um, plus in the master's program. Currently, I'm working as a regional tech coordinator. So I'm a 12-month teacher in central office, and I support um, well, together, my team supports like all of the schools in the district, all 209 or something. We have like some crazy number <laughs> of schools. Um, but individually, I'm responsible for 21 schools. Um, and let me see. So outside of that, um, I always like to say that I am a regional tech coordinator, nine to five, and then five to nine for the rest of the time around the clock. Then I am uh, the founder and CEO of EduMatch, which is a grassroots organization. I think I can still say grassroots. Um, that yeah, kinda, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that um, just facilitates connections and facilitates like learning from practitioners and, uh, you know, just super, super geek to be here. So thank you all again for having me. Sarah, we're super stoked for you to be here. I, you know, it's it's been great. You know, we've connected on Twitter and, and you know, Mike being an Edumatch writer and, and you know, having his book published at Edumatch. We, we, we thought it'd be just awesome to have you on and chat about how all of that started and how you go from, you know, your role at, at this, you know, in, in the school to creating this grassroots thing, getting this done, doing this. Where did that all come from? I, I, you know, what, at what point did you decide, you know what, I want to try this. I want to do this because look, as punk rock kids, right. And I still say kids, even though I'm 40 years old, as like a punk rock kid at heart. Um, you know, it's that, it's that very DIY, let's get it done. Let's do it. Where did that come from? Where did this drive and this start at? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So like, I would say probably the origins before I even realized it, um, I came through alternative certification in my district and, okay, okay. you know, I started back in 2004. Um, and, you know, it was back then that was before we had this huge boom in social media and PLNs and connections mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, so a lot of times I felt isolated and, um, you know, that, that feeling kind of lingered for a while until I, um, I guess got, uh, what do they say? Get your feet wet. So, <laughs> so I got my feet wet um, about maybe five, four or five years in. And then I started finding my, my people. And then um, around year nine, I would say, I got connected um, through social media for the first time uh, with other educators. You know, I had a Twitter account before, but I was like watching Flavor Flav and Brett Michaels and all of them, <laughs> just, you know, just connecting with them that way and other fans. But when I found out about like a um, a hashtag that a conference I went to was using and realized that there were a bunch of other educators and I was just like, all right, I got to scrap that old account. Let me make a professional-ish account. And, um, you know, from there, I just started getting involved in different things I saw like uh, Twitter chats and then I saw you know calls for proposals calls for presenters so I dipped my toes in the water previously but Mm -hmm. then you know once I got connected I saw all these opportunities all over you know the United States and beyond I was like yes so I did that for a while started you know presenting and then um, eventually the origin of EduMatch is um, there was one friend I connected with in Texas, Rafrans Davis. And at the time she was, um, she had a district position where she was doing either math or technology. I can't remember. Um, but she mentioned a friend or I'm sorry, not a friend, but a, a coworker, a colleague, um, someone in her district who was interested in doing fantasy sports and math. And that reminded me of a conversation I had with my cousin um, who had taught math in New York City, but he had then moved home to Haiti Mm -hmm. um, after a few years. And he just gave me a book on gamification and math the month before when I went to go visit them. So I was just like, y'all should talk and, you know, we should bring in Chris Aviles to the conversation and see what comes out of it. So at that point, uh, I was just like, is there something that will connect person A to person B to person C directly? Mm -hmm. Like make those intros and looked, didn't really find anything. So at that point, started up EduMatch and uh, just kind of tweeted out, you know, what I wanted to do, just kind of feature a person of the day, try to get them as many connections as possible on Twitter. You know, people started signing up. Long story short, as people signed up, then they brought their ideas. Hey, why don't you do a podcast? Why don't you do an ed camp? Why don't you do a Voxer group? Why don't you, you know, this, that, and the yeah. other. And then that kind of led to everything else that that we ended up doing. It's just been like from the community. So, so that's kind of where we're at right now. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I th- want to. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. No, no, you're good. You had a thought. Go for it. I just was thinking, like, all right. So your role right now is is. I mean, no matter what, even back when you started Edgemash, um, very busy with your role is a you know your nine to five as an educator. Then you got this, which I can't imagine. I mean, it's got to be very time consuming as well. And I know like I'm not running, you know, a separate like grassroots company like you are on this, you know, after after work. How do you budget all your time for that? That's like what I want to know, because that's that's like one of the main things, right? Everyone's always like, how do you balance everything? And (laughs) you've got a lot going on. And I mean, you're obviously very successful in your nine to five. Excuse me. Edge Match is very successful. So like how, how are you? balance it all and give everything the fidelity it needs. 
Yeah, and that's that is a great question right there. I, I I would say that that's probably my biggest struggle, like time management. Um, and you know, at the beginning, then that was pretty much all I did. Like the edge match was my life, you know. Um, but that was like 2014, and since then things have shifted quite a bit. Like I got married, you know, we have a baby coming like next month. So um, Congrats, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so That's much. That's going to be another wrench in the time manager right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but when it was just me, myself and I, um, you know, I was in the doc program, so there was never like an abundance of time. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it was a lot easier to give it to give it pretty much uh, undivided attention. Um, but since then, you know, as we've grown, as we've implemented new things, um, then I I would say that there's a couple things that have really helped. And the first one, I'll give the most important one first, which is the teamwork. So teamwork definitely makes a dream work. Um, <laughs> there have been <laughs> so many people who have stepped up and um, shared their talents and their skill set and everything to help um, grow, scale, EduMatch. A huge shout out. If I start listing people, then we'll be here all day. But but there have been some amazing individuals I've had the opportunity to collaborate with um, in terms of running the day-to-day operations. And I would also say like another thing is looking for the overlaps. So um, with my current job, um, I'm, I'm very happy that there's like a lot that kind of melds into one another like a lot of the same skills that I can use with my day job I can use with edumatch and vice versa so a lot of times when I'm picking up a skill like I'm working on my video production or I'm working on my you know learning how to use a new tool then there's like that crossover there so that also you know that also kind of saves some time yeah I I think that that's probably I mean any educator I think we all feel that we have like a thousand irons in the fire all the time right there's always a million things going on and I think you're right. That idea of what, what do you, what skills do you have that lend itself to all the things you're doing? I think that's a really, a really key piece to it. So Sarah, as a regional tech person, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shift into sort of this kind of a little conversation about education. Now that you're in this different role, what, what, what did you teach before you were a regional tech person? What, what, what would that look like for you before that? Oh, man. So I started off teaching fifth grade. Then I moved to first grade for a few years. Then I went to a French immersion school. I taught second grade English and third through fifth tech. Then I moved to six through eight English, then six through eight English and tech. And then I ended up um, in high school, nine through 12 tech education. So, okay. Everywhere then a little bit, like you said, like you said before, every grade. So what got you into being that tech teacher? What, what drew you into that? I know you said you came alternative certification. Was that part of it or is this a whole different thing? Yeah. And it's funny because like, um, I wish that I had kind of started on that route from the beginning, but Mm -hmm. I did not. And, you know, it was kind of a steep learning curve for me, um, to learn, um, you know, about the pedagogy, like while I was, you know, yeah, just fresh yeah. into it. Right. Um, but I'm kind of glad I had that experience because I feel like I, I needed to, you know, like maybe like figure a few things out for myself at the beginning. Yeah. So, um, so I did struggle, um, at the beginning and then I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you, Sarah. It's not like college. It's not like teacher colleges are given the best training no. possible for educators. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. I feel you. But yeah, my background um, prior to that was television production. So um, okay, oh, wow. You know, yeah, so kind of had that uh, the techie side, and you know, grew up in a family of just uh, tech people. So you know, back in the day, my mom had like the Apple 
something like <laughs> back in the 80s you know my brother and my dad so just kind of grew up around them and yeah. uh, picked up different things from them okay awesome so how do you see your role like I, I think for mike and i as you know folks outside of the classroom now um what do you see how how do you think your role i'm trying to think of how i want to what I, like what i'm i know what i want to say but how i want to say it I, like, what do you think the most important part for you is in supporting teachers, right? Like, what's your what's your goal as a regional tech person to provide support? What does that look like for you? How do you know that you're successful in that? Well, that is a, that is a great question. I'm getting deep. One. I'm getting deep, Sarah. Yeah, that is deep. <laughs> that is deep. Um, you know, I feel like everyone has, like, their own unique needs, you yeah. know? Um, and helping people to identify those needs because sometimes we don't know what we need but you know kind of helping them to dig deeper like how can I support you and you know a lot of times it's obvious sometimes people might need some probing questions um and also um working with them to leverage their strengths um I know that that's one thing like pre-pandemic especially I would say um that some people were were very reluctant and resistant yeah. to um to integrating technology yeah. <laughs> in their classroom. Um and I think it was sometimes and not every time, but sometimes it may have been because they were kind of looking at it as they would be viewed as deficient, right? Mm-hmm. And just everyone recognizing that they have their own strengths that they bring to the table and that, you know, this is nothing to um, you know, it's it's nothing to like feel bad about or, or anything like that. Um, and that they, they have other strengths that they can offer to share with, with other people as well. So that, that's one thing, like kind of a random thing that just kind of, yeah, that just kind of stood out to me, um, in, in working with folks, especially pre-pandemic, but now I feel like, um, now that we're into it, you think your job is easier now that people are like, yeah, let's do this or (laughs) not (laughs) easier, but the convincing people is probably is, is easier as opposed to like you have way more to do because everybody needs help. But exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. But um, lately, though, I haven't. You know, it, my time has been kind of split because you know I know we have like this nationwide teacher shortage, and yeah. and that's also the case in my district as well. So I've been um, working to cover classes. So I teach four days a week now. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, but you know, and. And a lot of times um, what I'm doing now, you know, people are like emailing, you know, I have a quick question blah, 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 and I just respond, blah, 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 you know, yeah. so it's not as much working hands on with folks right. to return to that hopefully next school year. Yeah. No, we had a, I, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. So we we had pre pandemic. We had a, a tech coach for our district. And it's crazy because, you know, you guys talk about you have 200 something schools and whatever. We have uh, five. So. <laughs> Um, now, if you went to CPS, there's a lot more. But anyway, like, so when we had it, uh, Sarah, a lot of it pre-pandemic people were, they weren't inviting her in to like, come help. You know, there, you'd have the same three. They were like, come help co-teach this lesson with me. I want to learn how to do this, this, this. But a lot of people were like, I think it was that fear. Um, but before the pandemic, that position was eliminated. Um, they didn't feel the district, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't serving its purpose. Now, do you feel like though you would let's say like it's pre-pandemic would you have to like sell yourself to some of this staff like almost like because i think that's that's what 
we've, we're looking at integrating more coaches, technology and math and all these things. And some of my staff has told me they're interested. And I've told them like, you're going to have to sell this position, especially because if they already know you. So now it's like, they look at you, you're, you're removed from the classroom. Like now you're the expert. And, you know, I, I put a blog out a couple of weeks. So, I mean, there's a lot of egos in education and yeah. people don't want to admit sometimes that they need help. So like, how do you, like, how do you sell yourself to get others to know, like, you're not the bad guy. You're here to help them yeah. get better. Yeah, that totally. yeah, and yeah, that totally makes sense. Cause I know like sometimes people feel like it's, it's one more thing, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's, uh, that's kind of the, the, the feeling that, that I would get, especially, you know, in, in, in past years. Um, but I think like going back to the needs, like what are, what are your pain points, you know, and is there something that can be done to help support it, you know, to, to make life easier. And I mean, if it takes me demonstrating it and, you know, like uh, them observing it, then that's, uh, that's something that I'm absolutely willing to do. Um, you know, and I, I also feel like, um, sometimes people will know, like, uh, you know, so-and-so is totally opposed to X, Y, and Z, but if, if you get that person over, then they might be like, huh, well, <laughs> right. maybe there's something to this. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel that for sure. We have, we have, um, a tech coach on our campus about once a week from district who comes by. I'm in a, we have 84 schools in our district. So he services a handful of elementary schools. Right. And so he's on our campus once a week and you're right. There's like that one or two, there's always those just couple people that he works with, but Sarah, I think you're right. That one person started doing something and then their neighbor teacher was like, well, I want to do that. How do I, how do I make that happen? Right. Like, how do I, how do I do this thing? And I think that's, and I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I was one of those teachers who was like, I use technology, but I didn't like run with it. Right. Until pandemic, because when pandemic hit as a high school, I taught high school, uh, you know, government economics, my life went to canvas. My life went to canvas teaching, right? There was no more, you know, no more paper, no more whatever. And so I had to like, I'm like, okay, I'm glad I know all of these little things that I used occasionally, but now I got to use them all the time. Right. And so that was a big, that was a big jump for a teacher like me who is like, no, we could just talk kids. Let's talk. And we'll use butcher paper. Right. I was like, I'm the guy who had his own roll of butcher paper in his classroom. Like that's what I, that was my, you know, smart board was a giant piece of butcher paper. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I got a question. So you, like you said with the teacher shortage, you've been subbing a lot or guest, I like to call it guest teaching. Um, I love so you've it. Been, yeah. You've been guest teaching a lot. It's got a whole different, like, you know, you know, well, ambience nice. to it. Yeah. <laughs> although, although my parents, they're like, just tell me I'm subbing. You don't got to put guest teaching when you text me. Like, All right. <laughs> so you're, you know, you're in the classroom, you know, you said like four days a week or whatever. Um, so I, cause I still get this question after being an administrator for 10 years, like, Oh, do you miss being in the classroom? So has being back in the classroom, you know, with all day, like, has it, do you miss it? Like, do you ever see yourself going back to like a full-time classroom teacher or would you, you prefer like what you do now being in all these different spots? Oh man, that is, 
That's a great one. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I jokingly say that I would love to go back and teach kindergarten, even though I know that that's, that's probably not like, <laughs> I, I wasn't great at first grade, but <laughs> just to round out the whole K-12, right. you know, maybe, maybe now with more experience, I'd do better. Um, but the cool thing about um, working with the students I'm working with is that I've been working with the same group since January. So okay. I'm really getting to know them. Um, really building those relationships. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, uh, I just love it. And, and to be honest, at first I was nervous about yeah. um, going back. I was just like, oh man, because I remember one day we had a sick out and um, I covered one class. I think it was, it was gym class and all the equipment was locked <laughs> up and uh, the kids, we were like staring at each other, <laughs> you know, and it was, it was, it was rough. It was rough that day. So yeah. I was just like, Oh, is it going to be like this the rest of the time? Um, but, um, but now, you know, working with those um, with the students that, that I've been working with um, you know, I, I really love it. And it's something that I've really missed. I, the last time I was in the classroom was 2015. Um, okay. Yeah. So I honestly don't know what the future will hold. I know that <laughs> I, I love my position. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love what I'm doing right now. So I would be happy as a clam if I do this, you know, until 2034 <laughs> or whenever, you know. But um, at the same time, I do miss the kids um, yeah. because we are um, in a building like we're in a in an administrative office building. So okay. you know, we have like um, the only time I see kids is if I go to their school or, you know, yeah. if I'm teaching you know, on Zoom. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I really do appreciate this opportunity. Do you think and it's giving I, you a different, do you think it's giving you a different perspective? Like having been out of the classroom and going no. back in, how do you think it's lending itself to do your other job, right? When you're not going to be guest teaching, thanks Mike, for <laughs> when you're not going to be doing that, do you think it's giving you a different perspective or, or do you think it's going to help you out a little bit more to have that sort of refresher, if you will, back in the classroom? Yeah, I think it will because um, there's a lot that, you know, I kind of forgot about being away for so long. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of the little things, you know, um, like, and for example, lesson planning has been um, <laughs> has been an experience that I, I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about this when they said, okay, you're going to be, you know, covering these classes and thinking about the lesson planning and things like that and, and just looking at like, I'm just like, okay, I want to get this concept across because I'm teaching physical education online on Zoom, okay. right? Yeah. So they have like a oh, full wow. curriculum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they have a full curriculum for physical education, but it's face-to-face -face because this is the only um, the only virtual school in our district. Okay. okay. So, um, so, so my challenge is like, okay, how do I get these same concepts across, um, but, you know, not have like, you know, not seeing them face-to-face. -face. Right. So there's a lot of like, I'm looking all over the place, uh, you know, what tools are available? How can I make this happen? You know, and um, that's, that's really helping me kind of refine my skills and my recommendations I could give to people because um, in, in my current role, um, you know, in the central office role, then, then we learn about all of these tools. You know, we have the vendor presentations, we learn yeah. how to use them, we learn how to coach yeah. people on them, but we don't necessarily apply them. So now I kind of got that experience where I'm applying the tools. I see what they actually do. Um, Canvas was a great example, Joshua. Um, yeah. 
uh, you know, like we, we got extensive training on Canvas, um, but I didn't really like grasp all of the nuances and I still don't, but, um, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't get like, um, I didn't really fully understand it until I started using it with my own students. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important too. Cause I know for me, even like still when I, when I have to go guest teach or cover a room for a teachers in a meeting running late, I get nervous. So I'm like, man, all right. Like it's different. Like I can walk in and I'm there and, you know, give advice and hang out. Then I can leave. But when I'm in charge, I get nerve wracking, but I think it's important for, I think anyone who's not like a a homeroom or a classroom teacher, you know, so even, even like our interventionists, um, you know, administrators, I think it's important for us so many times to just get in there and take over, even if it's for, you know, a half hour, because I know for me, if I were to ever go back to the classroom, there's so many things. Like I look back when I was a teacher, I'm like, man, I, I really wasn't that good of a teacher. Like these teachers that I'm working with now are amazing. Like, and there's so many things I would do differently. So I think it's important that, you know, and to, to have that, you know, that eye-opening experience to kind of see like what you could do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Sarah, I've got, we've got two questions left. I got one question and then the question that we always ask everybody. So my, my first question for you, Edumatch, let's, let's jump back to that really quick. What is your, what's the, what, what, what's made you proudest about what you've done with Edumatch? Like, what's the one thing you're like, man, I'm so glad we did that. I'm happy. This is a part of what we did. Oh man. Um, if it's not proudest, then what's one of the coolest things that you that you've done with Edge Match that you think, yeah, this was awesome? <laughs> I would say probably uh, it's it's between two things. Um, I would say between three things actually. So that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know if I'm even going to remember all three things, but the, <laughs> the first thing would be um, the publishing. Like um, I'm just super geeked that you know we have like so many amazing authors like like mike and i mean just sharing you know sharing your expertise sharing your knowledge with the educational community it's just it's just so so great to see because like i i remember when i first started in education and it feels like there's been kind of a a big shift in many different ways but you know you used to have um like a handful of people um just kind of telling you what to do on the stages and stuff like that. And everybody would listen and be like, Oh, you know, Um, but now you're hearing from people who are actually doing, you know, doing what they do and learning from them. And I mean, to me, that's the expertise right there, you know? And um, so, yeah. Yeah. So I I really dig being a part of that, you know, um, in any way. Um, But really it's, it's it is the authors it's the content creators you know it's the people who are sharing their stories that are doing the magic so um so i'm i'm just geeked about that um the second thing i would say would be the edumatch foundation which is um a lot of people think that edumatch is a nonprofit it's not um edumatch foundation is a nonprofit though so that is um our nonprofit arm and um we just gave our second round of mini grants to uh to two classroom teachers. Um, one of them did a project with podcasting. The other one did one with um, drones and video and all kinds of things. Um, and, you know, just love being able to give back in that way. So shout out to the board with that. 
um, as well as to the Brennan Family Foundation, who um, who was kind of like our angels, <laughs> who gave us, you know, who who awarded us that grant to to awesome. kind of pass along. Um, and I would say the third thing was being recognized as a Google for Education professional development partner. So that's like the um, third thing that we're we're kind of still in the process of building that out, but that's starting to come along. And I have a feeling that it's uh, it's going to explode pretty soon. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing like professional learning opportunities and things like that. Um, and hopefully we'll be in schools and districts, uh, you know, all that's over awesome. the country. So. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, thank I, you. I really, I really like how you started off with the idea of like, just the, the fact that you're bringing all of these people's expertise, right? Like one thing I always... And my role before being an administrator, I was union president, which meant I had the ability to sort of like work with teachers across the district, right? 3,000 educators across the district. And then I would get to talk to administrators and tell administrators, you have experts all over your campus. If you don't know how to do something or you're not sure the best thing, there is someone on your campus who knows it. It might be your cafeteria worker. It might be a bus driver. It might be your third grade teacher, whoever it is. They have an expertise in something or they know something you don't know. And so I really appreciate that. And, and, and as you know, that, that punk rock thing, like Mike, Mike and I talk a lot about you got to share that mic because someone you got to pass that microphone. You got to share the stage because someone is going to be able to crush it in a way that maybe we're not able to. And, and I think Sarah, I want to, I want to thank you for being that connector for people. I want to thank you for kind of being that, that person who is letting people share, giving people the space and the, and the opportunity to share what they love and what they do. I think, I think that's really awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like that show promoter, right? You're putting, you're putting on the show, you invite all the bands in and, and they get to do their thing. That that's, that's rad. Um, so our last question, it wouldn't be the punk rock classrooms podcast. If we didn't ask this, Sarah, what have you been listening to? What have you been listening to? Ooh, um, lots of things, lots and lots and lots of things. I love like all kinds of music. Um, so I would say if I had to go like top three or top five, then, um, and it's funny because it's it's always female fronted bands or groups, right? Because <laughs> I, I used to sing. Um, so these are kind of nice. like my influences. Awesome. Yeah. So I would say Aaliyah, um, Envogue, TLC, Evanescence, and Garbage. Those would be my five right there. All right. Nice. That's a nice eclectic yeah, group. That's, eclectic that's group a too. Good, I like that's a good that. mix that's a there. That's a lot. I have a, I have a student uh, whose name is Aaliyah. And for how we did like rock, we did like band day and she came with her Aaliyah t-shirt on and that's like awesome. with her hair done, like the t-shirt, like she had the braids in. I was like, Oh man, I love this so much. That's awesome. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. We are just so happy to hang out with you and be able to chat with you. It's been awesome. Well, let, and let everyone know how they can connect with you. Yeah. How can they find you on the internet, on the web? How can they find you in Edumatch? Yeah, absolutely. So um, definitely would love to connect with anybody out there who's listening. So um, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Sarah, the teacher. So S-A-R-A-H-D-A-T-E-E-C-H-U-R. So that's like on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Voxer, uh, all of the above, Snapchat. I'm sure Facebook somehow, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and let me see. As far as Edumatch, then we're um, edumatch.org online. And from there, then that kind of links out to all the um, different Edumatch sites. Huge shout out to Mandy Freilich, who redid our website and uh, got it looking a lot less hot mesh-ish. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, so it now, is nice. 
yeah so she um she killed it so um it looks uh uh it looks amazing thanks to her so yeah awesome awesome well, awesome, Sarah. Thank you so much. We are so glad that you got to be here. Folks, remember that you can find us on the internet uh, at, uh, at Punk Classrooms on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Mike on both of those at Mike R. Earnshaw. You can find me on both of those at Josh R. Buckley. And we're on the internet at www.punkrockclassrooms.com. Mike, this is it, man. Yeah, that's it. It was a good, a good little interview. Thank you so much, Sarah. We appreciate it. Thank you, it. Sarah, for being here. It was a great time. Yeah, and we'll see you at, at the, the show. show. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today better tomorrow and the podcast to get you there explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com we'll see you on the next episode